Welcome to the Books on Air podcast. I'm Suzanne Harris, and my listeners get the secret story behind every book. Joining me today is Dr. Marie-Claire Patron. She's here to talk about her ethnographic novel, Coco Through the Looking Glass. Dr. Marie-Claire Patron is Assistant Professor in Intercultural Communication and Head of French and Spanish Language at Bond University. She's taught, interpreted, and translated for business, law, banking, and the building industry in Australia and Europe, including eight years in Spain. Marie-Claire, it is such a pleasure to welcome you today to Books on Air. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Suzanne. Hello, everyone. I am just honored to be included amongst your honorable guests and especially to get the chance to, uh, the opportunity to actually share my book with your readers and listeners. So I'm, I'm really very pleased to be here today. Thank you. I love the story behind this book. And I think I know that some of our listeners are sitting there thinking, what does the word ethnographic mean? And I thought, all right, <laughs> we're going to get the story behind the book, and that will explain. So would you share that with our listeners, Marie-Claire? Okay. So um, as opposed to an autobiography, ethnographic books are essentially narratives. So um, first of all, you, you'd probably be wondering why I, I use the first person in this. But this is something that, that we authors of ethnographic writing, we like to use this first person because it, it is much more inclusive of the audience. And we tell the story from the researcher's perspective. So I'm involved in it, interweaved within uh, the storyline of Coco's Adventures Online. And it, it is because it's much more personable. And this is analogous to, say, me being behind the camera, uh, the action that you can see, uh, it makes it so much more relatable. So technically, using this first person, people always get it wrong and say, this is an autobiography. So the ethnographic writing is really going deeply into the stories of people, really telling that narrative, if that helps. Now, this is based on a real person. Am I right? Uh, yes, all the all the people who are involved, um, every character, the protagonist, the antagonist of this uh, of this book are real. But of course, all all have been protected by by the use of pseudonyms, um, because it is basically it's Coco's online dating escapades that um, I have documented in this book. But but this platform has also allowed me to interweave a compilation of authentic, humorous, and poignant experiences. So these are anecdotal accounts as well as advice from various sources, such as, um, say, the male daters themselves, and then from my own colleagues, family, friends, and, of course, my research in the background. So, But most of all, it includes, yes, for some readers, you may be surprised, but uh, it also includes some of my own experiences of my first foray on online dating. So quite a compilation if you look at it that way. I can, it comes only, a lot. I can only imagine... I have never, <clears throat> pardon me, I have never experienced the online dating world. And when I started to read about Coco and about her experiences, let's give our listeners an overview of the book. Whoa, oh la la, what can I know, I say? that's hard, I, I realize that. Get, <laughs> what did I get myself into? <laughs> well, let me just tell, preempt this by saying, 
I wish I had known what to expect because, first of all, um, my because my story is interweaved between this as I'm writing it in the first person, there is a certain amount of um, obviously philosophical meanderings and, and mental gymnastics behind it that help inform, help inform the story. But so my stories are also explaining this journey that is absolutely mind-blowing. So I was, a, I was a complete novice, as was Coco. So I'm writing it now from the perspective of Coco. Uh, and throwing yourself into the hedonistic playground of millennials, this is the, the, the term that I have always used because I, I couldn't think of anything else to, to describe it, where you know, you've got this world where instant gratification reigns supreme. You try and navigate your way through the most unconventional mode of dating simply because you do not want to end up alone. And, you know, with, with my research in the background, uh, showing clearly that there was compelling evidence of crippling loneliness amongst the various cohorts in our modern societies, there was really no time to waste in just sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. So basically, you, you think, throw yourself in the deep end, learn how to swim, and hopefully you can breathe underwater. You know, because this is really a sensation that you get. You are totally lost in this whole process. But, you know, my my whole um, idea after this was after my own journey of seven months online, I thought, oh, my God, I really need to get this out there. And my primary objective was to create awareness, basing myself on Coco's adventures and all, all that I mentioned before with everything involved, um, just to really highlight the nefarious practices of online dating. And, you know, think about it. There are the lies, the deception, cheating, the games and tactics, the identity theft, and now it's getting close to Valentine's Day, of course, the romance fraud. And that is rife. It is a scammer's paradise and a phenomenon that has escalated, let me say, during the COVID pandemic. And so these themes are continuously trending. They have not stopped trending and all of this has been examined through the lens of online dating. So this, this is what, what is behind the story, if you like. But uh, for my story, as you can see, it's completely interweaved. Um, but I was effectively killing a few birds with one stone. So potentially, uh, like me, Coco was also finding the, hoping to find the love of her life, creating a useful chronicle for the public in the meantime. And so the thing is, there are lessons there for anyone who wishes to, to take a page out of Coco's book, but it's not a prescriptive book saying to you, oh, go to page one and you'll find this and I'll give you some ideas and I'll give you, you know, a list of what to do. It's nothing like that. And this is why um, I tried to make the book relatable so that you come across the stories and you take away from each of the pages what you need, what you wish, and you think, oh my God, have I been doing this? oh, I'd better watch what I'm doing. And so looking at the behaviors, the complex interactions and behaviors of people, you learn and you stop and think, well, nobody else can judge me here, but I'm taking you know, a little bit of advice where it's freely given. So there, there is just so much happening behind this book that is, as I said, it's not like clearly, now this is a lesson that you're going to take away. It is clearly just right through the pages, the narrative, and hopefully they will speak to you plus the humor that is injected all the way through as well. You know, the thing that struck me as you were talking, it's so funny because you are so right on point. I've read stories recently in, I hate to say, the newspaper. I do read the electronic version, but I still read the newspaper. Just the other day, 
there was a story about exactly what you're talking about, the loneliness aspect. Last night on the news, I heard a story about a woman who's been taken advantage of. There's a scam going on right now where uh, they said something about they will pretend to be on an oil rig so they're stranded in an inaccessible location and then all of a sudden sudden something will happen and they'll need to borrow money and you are their beloved and so would you please send them blah blah and of course they'll pay you back and they send out who knows how many of these kinds of emails. Your book is so on point, Marie Claire. That's just amazing. I was sitting here. I know you couldn't hear me, but I was shaking my head yes the whole time you were talking. (laughs) (laughs) No, what in fact you have just highlighted is the fact that catfishing is a major part of this. You are never going to know whether the person who is behind that screen um, is actually just, uh, you know, someone, a fictitious character that is luring a victim into a relationship. Um, you know, and, and the, the fact is, when are you going to find out whether it's real or not? So you really need to have your wits about you. Oh. So you go into this and if you are a little bit um, gullible and uh, naive, let me tell you, you'll probably get through the process and become a lot smarter, a lot more street smart at least, street smart, beg your pardon. But yeah, what, what we, you were talking about um, is in fact really, really important to me because uh, I have not um, I have not really stopped uh, researching, as, as you know, uh, and a lot of the research has been based on loneliness has been a part of what I've been doing. And in fact, it's it's the um, focus of my new research project. But because I've, I've collaborated um, with a clinical psychologist and expert in the field of loneliness, Dr. Ami Rokash, he's actually um, from the psychology department at York University in Toronto. Uh, what I did is actually I was able to incorporate some earlier research into this book. He kindly invited me to to uh, produce a chapter in one of his books, in several books. We've co-edited a book together. And so with that background, I was able to use my previous research on so many other issues, um, you know, especially other ethnographies, narratives on human relationships, cultural identity issues. In fact, everything that, that um, I have worked on were, in fact, the precursor to documenting uh, the trade book of Coco's online dating experiences. So it was like I, I could give the background view of what was happening. And what I discovered, unfortunately, is that, you know, there is a very real loneliness epidemic. And this is not restricted to just one or two different cohorts. It's it's the youth. It is the 30s age group, the 40s, the 50s, and the, the elderly, of course. This is really, really, really important. But my focus for my research is is on the the women getting uh, you know reaching the fifty plus um, in particular because they are the ones who who find themselves uh, at, at a loss I think much more than any other other area because uh, you know they, they have spent so many years um, you know they've they've been involved in child um, child bearing and child rearing and find themselves. You know, with very little superannuation, they find themselves alone and it is very, very hard to cope with uh, because they they decide at the last minute, either they stay in a relationship that is unhappy or they decide to to cut loose. And unfortunately, that, that causes so many different problems. Because it's not just divorce or separation or or a loss, um, the loss of somebody that has been the love of their life. 
But the fine, the problem is they've got unemployment, they've got retirement, and everything makes that group uh, end up in a very, in very, very dire circumstances. So I hope I'm not talking too much, but this is just no, like no. I'm very passionate about this this topic, and and um, yeah, and and through Coco, I I listened to some very poignant. Oh, sorry, not listened. I I communicated with some some guys online, and my I, I was heartbroken to see that that you know this is just goes so far beyond what we think is actually happening in the media and in in research. This, this is a serious problem. So uh, I was able to weave a lot of this information within the pages of this book. Let's share a little bit of the book with our listeners. I know that you had a passage that you wanted to read. Would you do that now? Okay. So uh, this one is called 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. My relationship endings have always been painful, but here I am engaging in dating, and I already know that many of them will end by going nowhere. I feel like a glutton for punishment. To find the relationship, I must endure many endings. Paul Simon sang of 50 ways to leave your lover. Flip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. Just set yourself free. I have never found it that easy, but I have found that there are classes of endings. Letting them down gently. Stalling. Let's just stay friends. And contact politely. The Band-Aid solution. Thank you, but no. The cleanest, most honest, but hardest of all. And the types that make it harder for the endings. The persistent types, who make it harder still. But just to make it more complicated, sometimes their persistence pays off. Certainly I feel a certain frisson of pleasure at being pursued, especially if there is some chemistry even if not quite enough. And maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should try again. And finally, the genuine wise. But why? They ask repeatedly. It has taken me a long time to learn that when someone asks me, why are you ending the relationship? They are not looking for the reason why. For there is no reason why that is sufficient. They are asking why to continue engaging with me. And as painful as it may be, I feel that the best approach is to answer, I'm sorry, it will not work, and not go any further. Wow. That's a, that's a perfect place to leave the listeners hanging. Let's tell them where they can find the book. I know that they want to know. It is available on Amazon. And let me give you all of the information. If you go to Amazon, there's a search feature. Just type into the search feature, Coco, that's just C-O-C-O, through the, T-H-E, looking glass by Marie, M-A-R-I-E, dash, Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, Patron, P-A-T-R-O-N. Click on it. The book comes right up. In the corner of the cover, you'll see two words. There's always a representation of the cover on Amazon. You'll see two words that say, look inside. If you click on those two words, you can look inside. But there's another option. If you look right below the click inside, look below the book cover, you will see audio sample. 
If you click on that audio sample, you will hear Marie Claire's voice, and she is reading the first part of the book. I thought that was so powerful, Marie Claire. I'm so glad that you did that. Now, oh, I've, thank told, you. I've told them that it was available on Amazon, but we're going to talk about your website, and I know that your website has some other attachments, some other links that they can click on if they don't want to buy from Amazon. So let's give them that information. What's the address for your Amazon? For okay, your, so... Yeah, yep. your website. For Amazon. So it's... Um, so my name is Marie-Claire Patron. So once you've got that right, you should be able to um, get on fairly easily. But it's HTTPS um, colon two slashes and then... Marie Claire Patron in one word dot com. Um, so um, Suzanne has just spelt it out, but you will see that quite clearly on Amazon. Also, you'll see the name, but it's all in lowercase. And on there, you will find all of my publications and also uh, free downloads, two free downloads for listeners to enjoy um, the two songs that have been recorded by my daughter, my daughters, Danielle and Dominique Durians. Uh, and lyrics written by Christopher Boyd and the two girls. So this is for you to enjoy because they are highly relevant to the online dating scene. But all of the information you need will be on there, including where, where you can find the audio book for $13, $14, a lot more cheaply than um, than some of the other platforms. I love it. I really, I was so struck when I started looking at all of this and I thought, oh, she's got two songs. How exciting. Your daughters are very talented. Their voices are very Thank beautiful. You. Yes, they really are. Thank you so much. Now, I always like to let an author, we're talking about your work, and it's important to you, and you're passionate about this work. I hear it in your voice. Whenever our listeners become readers and they pick up a copy of Coco Through the Looking Glass and they read the book, they read that last page, and then they close the back cover, either electronically or physically. Marie-Claire, what do you want them to take away from this book? This is a book that is the adventures of Coco, but I like Through the Looking Glass because it's actually holding up a looking glass to society as well. So what would Absolutely. you like them to leave with? Okay, there are a couple of things that I would like to say and leave you with, with some funny little subtitles if I could. Please. But first of all, Suzanne, it is, it is just so important that uh, initially I, I mentioned that obviously there is a very important nefarious side to online dating, but I do not want to deter people who are lonely in particular from really giving it a go. But the most important part is that whilst online dating is notoriously considered as despair-inducing, you would have heard this so many times, it's a playground for, for self-gratification. I mean, you, you, can't, you can't find any other expression that, that fits it as well as this. It can nonetheless represent a panacea to loneliness. And this then will automatically, hopefully, lead to some some form of self-acceptance, which is really sorely needed uh, in, in our society. But, you know, there's a caveat to this because um, online dating um, is really for those who have the mental fortitude and patience, something I'm not too equipped with, to sift through the online shenanigans and the catfishing that we were talking about before. Uh, so if you want to find the relationship, you know, that you've been looking for, 
remember one thing that relationships need work. So this instant gratification, you, you need to really tone that down because you are not going to find someone instantly. But um, can, can I leave you with, with some really funny little snap, snapshots? These Ab- are the little subtitles. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, throughout the book that, that I think will just hopefully um, sort of trigger trigger your imagination and keep you in stitches, hopefully, but also put you on your guard. So... All right. So, one. I won't. There, there are just a few of them, and they're short because I, I won't read each number. Quirky, weird, and not so wonderful. As a smorgasbord, it's tough to eat only what you should. Some princes turn out to be frogs. He may look good, but nothing may be better. Trolls, ghouls, and fairy tales with unhappy endings. Seeking a soulmate or friends with benefits? Don't tell them I met you online. (laughs) Messaging and miscommunications. Love at a distance makes for a long journey. What does age have to do with it? The BFA, Binding Financial Agreement. Beware of female gold diggers. And then you heard about the 50 ways to, re- to leave your lover. Before. I love that one. <laughs> that That's one of my favorites. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it might be, I wanted to, to find something that, you know, might sort of catch your attention at the start. But there is so much, I, I can talk about this for a very long time, but, but you know, you know audiences don't want to listen to me rabbiting on. It would be much more wonderful for them to, to actually, um, you know, take the time to listen or, or to read. And, and very it's very clear. Some people prefer to read and others prefer to listen. And we are time poor. So I have provided yeah, the two platforms for you and I, I, Kindle, of course. And I think that you've done an excellent job with that because you have given multiple choices. You're not just doing one thing. This is not just a print book. You do have Kindle. I love that you've done the audio book. I think there are so many people out there who, A, need this information and would enjoy the book because it is an adventure. I mean, she does go through a lot of a lot of things and a lot of things that oh. I think a lot of people who are involved in the online dating scene can obviously identify with. And I'm sure I found myself smiling because I've heard my friends say some of those same same things that you were just talking about. This has just been such a pleasure. I want to thank you so much for sharing Coco Through the Looking Glass with us today. Thank you so much for being my guest, Marie Claire. Thank you. Thank you so much, Suzanne. I'm really privileged to, to have been invited. And I just wanted to say that um, a lot of people want to live vicariously through you because I think I do not have the courage to dive in. But please do. But please do your due diligence before you jump in. You know, just make sure that you know what you are doing. And if you sense any danger, walk away. Just close it down As before the- you get hurt. As the robot used to say on the old television show, if you feel danger, Will Robinson, danger, step yes. away. <laughs> step away. That's right. I shall borrow <laughs> yes, the robot's words. So that's been absolutely wonderful chatting with you, Suzanne. Thank you so much. My absolute pleasure. And remember, you can find Coco Through the Looking Glass by Marie Claire Patron on Amazon. You've been listening to the Books on Air podcast brought to you on webtalkradio.net. 
You can also hear our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. I'm Suzanne Harris, and I really hope that you'll join me for our next Books on Air podcast, because, you know, you never know who's going to be here, and you never know what we're going to talk about. Thank you so much for listening.